It's August 12th, and I would like to welcome you to the lifeafter65.blog podcast. I want to begin a series of podcasts that deal with elder parents and how it affects our lives as baby boomers. As baby boomers, we are coming of age where we're starting to face some of the same issues our mothers and fathers faced. Hopefully, we're facing them with more knowledge than our parents. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case for my mother and my father. My father passed away in April 5th of 2017 and I can remember that evening when my father took his last breath and we all were there in his hospital room and he slipped away my mother kissed him and I think part of her went with him and as I look back on it now probably that's the truth because she really had no desire to live after that. So how do we as baby boomers take care of our parents? Some of our parents, they were lucky enough to be well off financially and they're either in their own homes or they have a fund and they're living in an assisted living facility, which is where I had my mom and dad when my father passed away. The only reason that I could get them in that facility was because my father served in the armed forces. Um, I think it was the Korean War, and I was able to get him veterans benefit. So as a side note to anyone that's struggling with how to get some extra money to help you take care of your parents if they are not financially well off, you may want to check into that Veterans Benefit Fund for those that served during the Korean War, World War I or II. I believe there are benefits available. And so he had a pretty nice little pension where mom and dad could comfortably live in an assisted living facility and I didn't have to worry about them falling or uh, not going without food and the people there were great we found a really good one until my father died and when my father died he literally had no savings and so I being the oldest of the three kids because I was morally obligated more so than anything um, As a side note, I wasn't really close with my mother. I was closer to my father than anything. But I also made a promise to my father that I would make sure that my mother didn't want for anything. And I was financially capable of taking care of my mother. So when my father passed away and after the dust settled, we packed her stuff up from the assisted living facility. She stayed with my sister for three weeks before I flew her up here to Michigan where I lived. We started off well enough. She was happy to be here and I was happy to have her here. Uh, You would think that would be a time to reconnect or try to connect with a parent that you didn't get along with, but sometimes as I look back on it now, 
I wasn't willing to give up that baggage, and for the life of me, I can't figure out why wasn't I willing to give up that baggage. She kept telling me to let things go, just let it go, and I just couldn't let it go. Maybe, in hindsight, because I was too frustrated with the fact that I was the only one taking care of this woman whom I did not get along well with, and whom, all of a sudden, decided that it was her fantasy that we should have this wonderful mother-daughter relationship that we never had when I was younger. I couldn't reconcile myself with that. Everything kind of went along okay, except for the fact that when you take in an elderly person, be prepared. If they have a lot of ailments, such as my mother did, you are going to the heart doctor, you are going to the uh, regular doctor, and then the regular doctor is referring her to another doctor for blood pressure, and then if she has a pacemaker, you've got the cardiologist, and then before you know it, your, your week is taken up with doctors, and it's really difficult um, because I was working 40-plus hours a week at this point in my life. I really couldn't afford to slow down at the age of 65. In fact, I had picked up momentum because I have my own fear of not being able to financially take care of myself when I'm 70, 80, 85 years old. Trouble really didn't begin until, I want to say we're almost a year into it, and it happened at Christmas time. Um, my mother had some kind of a breakdown, I want to say, um, mentally. I didn't know it at the time, but it eventually was diagnosed as Lewy body dementia, something that I had never heard of. So it became very, very difficult to deal with the hallucinations and the accusations and and getting up every day and trying to work and constantly be interrupted. My job, I can work remotely through my home. I've done that through the last 20 years of my life. And I really like being able to work at home remotely, but having my mother here really didn't fit into that scenario. And it wasn't until she was hospitalized um, the next to the last hospitalization that I decided that uh, we needed to step back, or at least I did, and figure out how I was going to make this work and still take care of my mom. So when she came home from the last hospitalization after a long stint, well not very long, maybe about a month, month and a half in a rehabilitation um, hospital, um, she was feeling really good, but I knew, I knew because so many times before, once she got back home and once she got back into her regular routine, she would decline again and I would be stuck taking care of the declining moments, something that I didn't look forward to. And it did happen. Uh, so at that time, I decided, well, I'm going to get her into an ALF and I found out, and here's something for you all to think about, that since my dad was able to receive the VA pension, my mother was entitled to a widow's VA pension. And uh, so we found a nice facility 
Uh, we hadn't received the money yet. I decided that I would um, pay for the rent and then hopefully the next month the VA would pick it up, which if you're going to do this, please realize that the Veterans Administration determination could take months. So make sure that you hire somebody that specializes in getting these pension benefits for your loved one that was in the armed forces and then the widow. Uh, totally two separate things. Well, what happened is my mom moved into the ALF and it was good because they do this intensive interview with you to find out your limitations, how you're going to fit in. And at that time, she was pretty much had the Lewy body dementia under control, and she basically could do everything for herself. So it was a little one bedroom with a bath, and uh, she hated the food there. She just absolutely didn't like it. But then, of course, you're talking about an 85-year-old who was severely depressed, missing her husband, and not wanting to be here. And so two weeks into it, I went over to see how she was doing, and she was curled up in her bed in a fetal position and said that she felt so weak, and she wasn't feeling really good, and... You know, I tried to get her up to walk so we could get an ambulance there, and we made it about halfway down the hall. We had to have some people from the facility help us set her in a chair, and we were off again to the hospital. If you're not ready or willing to do this as a caretaker or a caregiver, um, don't have them come and live with you because I will tell you from experience I was totally burnout. I had a big case of caregiver burnout. So my mom went to the hospital this time and she told me that she didn't want to live anymore and asked me, I, how, how do I stop this? How do I, I want to be with dad? And I told her, I said, basically what you're telling me is you want to commit suicide. You just don't want to be here anymore. You want to give up. But there's really nothing physically wrong with you. It's all mental. So I called my sister in Florida, and my sister flew up. And I remember the last day of the hospitalization, and just about when I was ready to bring her home, she said, I have got to get out of here. Here meaning, now that I know, uh, life. And I'm going to stop here, and I'll continue with the series in my next podcast as to what we all decided needed to be done or basically respecting my mother's wishes. And just a side note here, come to find out after my mother passed away and talking with the doctor that a lot of elderly people that are 85 or older who have lost spouses actually choose this course of action which is to completely stop their medication and stop eating and stop drinking and just quietly drift away 
which was, again, another dream my mother had that this was going to be painless. But instead, it turned out to be very painful for me to watch and for my sister to watch leaving a legacy of two weeks of mental hell. And on that note, I'll see you in the next podcast.